0: corner when i'm not presenting (laughs) listening in and listen in
1: hey everybody welcome to bash university live here on tuesday night take a quick break watch john cruises on the tokyo rig
2: be a part of the show
1: get some chances to
2: win some awesome prizes just bash you go
0: you know we didn't have that back then. in
3: gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing.
1: Welcome to Bass University Live, everybody. Glad you could be with us here on our Tuesday morning. Um, Really uh, a lot of cool stuff happening, as usual, in the Bass University world. And really excited uh, about our our guest today. Winner uh, over on the MLF, Hunter uh, Bauman. Um, I keep wanting to say Bowman, Hunter Bauman. Uh, just one amazing individual, amazing accomplishment on Truman Lake uh, Toyota Series event. He 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 just is is truly an exceptional person. He's uh, he has some physical uh, limitations. If you guys have seen his story, it, it's uh, it's really fascinating that somebody with uh, with with dealing with that can be can fish much less. Be competitive, much less win, dominate a national event. It's yeah. it's absolutely amazing. I can't believe he's can't believe he's gonna be here with us.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing this story. This is gonna be a good story for sure because we've never actually, I don't think, covered one like this. Correct?
1: No, We're no, I, I don't think we have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so. It's so unbelievably <laughs> it really spectacular. Is. I mean, this yeah. this does not is not something that occurs uh, very much, you know. Uh, and and we'll have him tell his story. I've read a little bit about it. As a child, uh, he had some medical difficulties, which required some amputation of his of uh, his legs, and uh, he has uh, just a couple digits on his right hand. And um, and he's able to to, to function, uh, uh, operate a bass, but be competitive, uh, think his way and win and w- win. It's just it's just incredible uh, story. So we're going to dive in, and and honestly, you know, all that aside, what a really cool strategy he had, Bass University style. As we dive in deep and you know, finding isolated habitat. That the other guys weren't looking at, uh, using his forward-facing sonar, using uh, using his sonar to, to find some pretty unique stuff and uh, and really uh, catch and, you know catch fish and win this tournament in a uh, in in a fantastic manner. So, you want to hang in there. It's uh, it's it's an inspirational story for us for us all. Uh, and Hunter is going to be with us here in just a few minutes. So it's uh, a lot going on. We're brought to you by Tackle Direct. We're here in Tackle Direct Studios, and I uh, want to invite you guys to check those guys out. Pri- amazing pricing, uh, customer service that is amazing. You get your baits delivered uh, in a very, very efficient manner, and it's go check them out. You're going to like uh, dealing with the folks over at Tackle Direct. And in-house tonight, we, we've got a pretty full house tonight. We may even get a special guest, so you want to hang in there for that, but but we, we shall see. But to my left, GDP uh, with us. Always, always good to have you here. Back again, Pete. Yes. Yes. At the end of the elites. Now, Hopefully, we can get you more now that the elites have uh, yeah. come to an end this year. Yeah. yeah, if
0: I'm free, I'll be here.
1: Awesome. For sure. Well, it's great to have you, and uh, good to be here. (laughs) uh, Just, just I want to congratulate you because we participated in the Ike Foundation Youth Event this uh, this Sunday, and uh, we had we had difficult conditions, but uh, but you uh, successfully captained Vegas the Hammer to yet another win uh, in his young young career with catching a monster twelve pound bag out there. He's well, going to be
0: somebody to reckon with in the future. I can tell you that from the first cast, I knew I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good." Yeah, yeah, I, I swear it, it was. It was pretty amazing. He fishes like he's seventeen, eighteen year, old, eighteen years old. No kidding. He's way ahead of his age.
1: Wow. Yep. Well, how, what was his? Um, did he did he spit during the celebration or uh, you <laughs> he, know when he, he caught is, the big one? What what what? Did, did he get that from, from his is, old
0: man? He is complete
1: opposite of Mike. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. He's
0: calm, cool, and reflective. <laughs> come on. Yep, he, I caught a fish. <laughs> so he, he, he had a he had a, a four-and-a-half pounder on, which on this place is a really good one. Yep. And he's fighting, it. he's like, yeah, hey, it's not pulling hard harbor. He's reeling, in, and he finally sees it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good one, dude. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's a good one. And he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll come around real slow. And I'm like, right, I'll be here with the net. It was just so calm put it in there and grabbed it. He, he grabs it and he goes, man, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, it was just so calm. He's like, the, he's
2: like the been there, done that attitude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like act, act like you've been, been there before. before right? And he's just just like, yeah, man, it's just another one. He, and he,
0: he,
1: he lost one. He puts
0: his arms down. He goes, oh, man, that was a good one. And, you know, that, that was it. And it was right back to the next one. And wow. It was good.
1: Boy, that's 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 mental toughness. That's going to be hard to contend with. (laughs) It was impressive. Yeah, it well, it was really impressive. Now you're dialed in on that body of water, and congratulations on that because it was. I took uh, I took my son Jake and his buddy Tanner out, and. and with little help from you we were able to get a few bites. We uh, Jake caught a short smallmouth which was a lot of. Fun. He was st- he still bummed. He wasn't <laughs> able to weigh that in. He's like, "Dad, we should have brought it to the scales." <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stretch he,
2: the tail. Yeah, he's,
1: he's he's like, "It's not your call, it's the tournament director's call and whether that's a short <laughs> fish." He wa- he wanted to bring that to the scale <laughs> and uh, but it was um and and you know, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, his buddy Tanner had a real big one on and and he lost that one but uh, but it was it was a difficult tournament, but it's so such a great event and I want to invite you guys to go check it out at Ikefoundation.org there's going to be another series of tournaments next year so um, if you're if you have kids uh, Jocelyn what are, what is the age range
4: um, we go anywhere from like five six to up to eighteen until oh, wow. they they need a license or. Uh, whatever that uh, is. Okay. Um but I did want to make a note that we are having our annual kayak tournament. So if you're a kayak fisherman, um we're having at Lake Knox Mixon on October second. <laughs> so if you did I say that Lake Noxa Mixin. That's, a, that's pretty close. Knock a mixin'
5: That was close. Town. That was yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um but we're also if you sign up you can uh, buy raffle tickets to buy a t- for a chance to win a Hobie kayak, so and you could win a Kobe kayak for first place, so there if nice. you're a kayak fisherman, go sign it.
1: Yep. Well, I can tell you, we're going to be back to some some more tournaments uh, in the future. And Ike Foundation is is an amazing um, group. It 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 helps kids get into fishing, kids that yep. might never get a chance to go fishing. And uh, go you you can help by going over to IkeFoundation.org and you can donate. And we will make sure that that money uh, gets some great fishing gear into some kids' hands that. Might not get a chance to do it so um a lot of fun it was awesome that that we were all there ike was there as well and uh it was a really fun event and but we're glad to be here and we have like I said we have a full house jocelyn you just heard her uh she's with us as usual uh, it's great to have you with us. Josh. What, are, what do we got going on here tonight? What are we giving away here today?
4: Um, so we are giving away for our like and share Facebook contest. Um, if you go to our Facebook feed and like and share, we will give you a Bash University subscription or a subscription extension with a $25 gift card to tackle direct. Nice. Um, for our grand prize, we have a Rapala prize pack. Um, we have a Rapala hat, a Bash University hat that we're sending out, and then an entire, I think they're called crankbaits. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> DT6 is Yeah. DT6. DT6 is all those yep. um, with
4: Hell. some VMC hooks along with that as well. So all the goods. Um, pay attention. We're gonna do a trivia question. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll we'll ask a question based on Hunter's fishing pattern today, or something that happened on the show. So we're gonna test you, Bash University style, and if you win, uh, we got a great gift for you guys. So like, if you're watching over on Facebook, like us, share us, and uh, we'll put you in a in a contest. To win the prizes that jocelyn just talked about and pay attention
4: and if you are not already a subscriber i would take advantage of our deal that we have going on right now you could test bash university out for a 30-day free trial or a three-month subscription with a 25 dollars gift card to tackle direct so if you haven't tried us out i would i would suggest you do a
1: lot of people are a lot of people are you all you deer hunters this is what you need. You need to subscribe, and you need to be watching Bash University while you're in the stand. That's or right. Listening to it. Put one
2: uh, ear pod in and listen to a seminar.
1: That's it. Listen. Listen to the the Leafs crackle in one ear, and uh, and the Bash University in the other. It'll help your fishing game. It's a great time to get back into it. And uh, and Riz, are you are you going to be hunting this fall? Uh, I don't know, Pete.
2: You know, it's last year I, I didn't hunt at all. Actually, you know, it's like. It kind of seems like I got to spend more time in the fall and winter doing other things because the summer is the time where it's most of the time spent on the water. So, yeah. you know, we'll see, though. If I if I get out a few times and, you know, shoot a couple ducks, it'll be, be, be a good time. But, you know, my dog's getting older. She's almost 10, or she is 10 now, actually. So I don't hunt her anymore. So uh, I don't have as much of a reason to go. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. I like fishing in the fall yeah you know, the, the fall fishing once once the weather Coming. starts changing it's you know starts cooling off a little bit can have some fun days out there so we'll be looking forward to that
1: speaking of that i i just was talking with uh with my buddy tim mcglen who uh who practiced with me for the open but he's fishing the toyota series on messina right listen to this derby day projected wind chill 35 degrees nice <laughs> welcome welcome to fall yeah man welcome oh man to, welcome to new york yeah they're, get, they're getting a 20 mile an hour north wind oh. and they're gonna they're gonna have wind chills in 35 degrees that's crisp yeah but i love no,
4: thank you i love
1: it i love it, I love it. get a right. heavy sweat swir- sweatshirt and a windbreaker yep. you are good to go changing of the seasons yep, you get those leaves all the mountains the yeah. up there are going to be all oranges and reds and the big small mouth the, be pushing shallow oh my goodness we're we're leaving for messina right after this broadcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: speaking of the the change of seasons moving into winter i believe we opened up our ticket window today right jocelyn
4: we sure did so we have announced that we are going to gadsden alabama and anderson south carolina in january we're and back. We have opened up our ticket window. And if you're listening right now, we are doing a 25% off early bird special. So I will copy and paste the links into the chat. Um, Sign up. I mean, get it now when it's 25% off.
1: It's early. We can't wait. You know, uh, we're we're going to be bigger and better than we've been. We got some exciting things planned for this year's classes, and we can't wait to see you guys. It's been a couple of years since we've been able to get face to face and belly to belly, and uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, like I said, we're going to Gadsden. we're going to South Carolina. We have got some other areas that we're going to be a- announcing pretty soon. Um, and we look forward to that. So we're going to be spreading Bass University around the country. So so come on out and see us and get your tickets now while you can. Uh, one of the guys that spent a lot of time putting these classes together, uh, I see up on our uh, on our screen. We're glad to have you with us. J- Justin Kimmel, uh, professional fish head, NPFL angler. Justin, it's good to have you with us to- today. I almost said tonight. I'm, um, I'm not used to morning broadcast. Good to see oh, you, buddy. I love it.
3: I'm so I'm so glad we're here in this season of morning broadcast. Just listening to Jocelyn, I, I, it takes me back. You know, one of our favorite things every year is the classes, right? I mean, traveling around the country, getting to see our Bashu family all over the all over the place. I'm gonna have to make an appearance, man. I, I miss it. It makes oh, just jealous of that season. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm here, getting a break from. My jobs here at Kimmel Design Studio, getting to hang out with you guys, taking a break from being the warehouse manager, the, uh, the <laughs> coffee runner, the janitor, <laughs> the receiver, and whatever else she wants me to do but today. But I like uh, the janitor. <laughs> I clean up. <laughs> oh, don't. we keep it clean around here. Um, but uh, yeah, this is one of the days that I that I that I try to try to help Catherine. Um, but uh, just really glad to be with you guys. Excited to talk to Hunter and go bash you with him. And uh, got a pros panel. Uh, Love doing those. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, Can't wait to hear what all the pros uh, said and answered. And uh, also can't wait to hear what Pete and GDP and Rich have to say as well. So,
1: awesome. Well, it's great to have you, uh, J.K. And look forward to that pros panel. And you guys may is Scott's mic hot, Riz. But you you hear you you hear questions uh, coming in. uh, And this is Scott Carlisle. There you go. We got an image. Of, go. of Scott, who <laughs> is uh, awesome. part of the Bashu family, and uh, it's great to have you with us as well, Scott.
0: Appreciate that. Yeah, looking forward to going down south for those classes. Can we tow the
6: boat down? I mean, it's still warm down there when we're teaching, right? So. Yeah, right. do it.
1: It's it's time. Al- you know, Alabama. The wa- I I don't believe the water's ever froze. So oh well, you, you, just, know. you made my day. All right, USS is ready to go. All right, <laughs> come on, let's go. Coosa river? Nitro right. in yeah. tow, baby. <laughs> That's it. Here we come. We're raining down on uh, Alabama and South Carolina. Of course, our done. our production studios are now on the banks of Lake Hartwell, which uh, which is awesome. So we're gonna. You, I think we all should just crash Jeff's house, right? We'll we'll have the bash university event, and then we would just we would just crash. Yeah. We you don't know? have
5: to tell them though. We'll no. just show up. Hey, Dawn, we're here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, Dawn,
2: and you guys and your seven dogs, we're we're, we're staying for a few days.
1: <laughs> we'll bring some tents, yeah. some campers. We'll figure it out. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So we look forward to seeing all you guys in our classes this year. But uh yes. we're going to take a quick break and uh we're going to br- bring in uh Hunter Bauman, fresh off of his big win on Lake Truman. Uh can't wait to talk to him, and uh he's gonna be with us here in just a few minutes, right after this. <music> Bassboatforsale.com is the world's premier Bass Boat Listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your Bass Boat Listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your Bass Boat or are looking to buy a Bass Boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure, so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. Bassboatforsale.com. Check it out.
6: AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have
1: more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. It is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are
6: mate right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod,
1: 100 percent made here in Sanford,
5: North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruise Worming series, the
5: counterbalancing in the handle.
6: It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hooks that boom goes the dynamite.
5: Down the water, not spent fishing, is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird joined forces to bring you the one boat network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires and they can let you lower raise and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat but that's just the beginning we're never done innovating integrating and making your boat simpler and easier to control all so you can make every second on the water count
1: Guys, welcome back to Bashu Live. Uh, we have Hunter Bauman coming on, winner of the Toyota Series on Truman Lake. Uh, just, just an amazing win, amazing accomplishment for anybody, but uh, especially for this gentleman. And um, and Riz, are we are we ready to go? We we are. He's uh, right.
2: he's ready to go. I see. In, he's in the in the queue.
1: Let's go ahead and bring him on i see the man the champ the toyota series champ hunter bauman man thank you so much for being with us today man i'm so excited to to hear your story
6: well thank y'all for having me i'm tickled to be here
1: man it's uh it's tremendous uh it, it was a great win a very very challenging tournament like they all are in the fall and uh and man you you really pulled off a big one have you come down off cloud nine yet Man,
6: I've, I don't even think I've been off my phone yet. This <laughs> has <laughs>
1: <It's> gone crazy. <laughs> well, you should have been. Now, if you were like me and you fell in, uh, I had the same experience. They're still calling me about falling in on the, on my last tournament. But uh, I wished I'd have got the win. But you you really pulled it off, and it's it's thrilling to get those calls and text messages, isn't it? It is. And I was going to ask you, Pete, if you've been swimming lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, like I, hey, I was telling these guys, Hunter, it's, it's, uh, it's about public perception. When people look back at this tournament on the Chesapeake Bay, they're going to say, oh, you remember when Pete fell in and won that tournament? And uh, that's what they're going to say. And I promise you, I will not correct them. <laughs> 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 whatever, it takes. Uh, nah, whatever it takes we'll take that win yep. but you right. you legit did win and uh man it uh, it i read through a lot of what took place in that tournament you had to overcome a, a lot of problems uh you know but you came through it uh with shining colors and uh it was it was a really really a great win fishing in all that brush it seemed like oh my gosh it seemed like you were always you know fortunate to be able to have things go your way like it like it can go wrong when you're fishing in brush piles
6: Man for sure you know I have I've had a lot of days where it didn't go your way you know stuff that you don't even expect it to go your way and and this week or last week it just it went it went my way and for you know just my time I guess because there was three or four instances that those fish never should have come in the boat. I mean, just, just what it is as part of fishing. And they did.
1: Man, they, they it's, it sure, it sure did. And we're going to, I want to dive in and, and learn about this because you were, uh, uh, a couple of them were, you know, you had given up. Like I've been there, you've been there GDP Got where it. like you're in a brush pile at for five minutes and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm not getting this fish. Yep. and, that happened to you, and but it, can, it 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 went your way.
6: Man, for sure. The uh, the second day I had one that was over three, and it you could feel it fighting, and it would go, you know, three or four feet down in the pile, and you could hear the line make it, and you're like, oh, this is bad, you know. And then I'd pick it back up, and the line would pop, 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 and get up to the top, and it just it stopped. And I did this back and forth long enough. My co went back to the back of the boat and started fishing again. <laughs> and I went like all the way around this thing actually I grabbed a propel drink out of the uh, ice chest right before that and I had it up there and I actually just held tension on the line was drinking the propel just trying to let this fish swim out and I, I said man I guess you know I guess it's not going to work and about to I, I started pulling real hard and this fish just like rolled up on its side and floated out of the pile oh and then my gosh the, on the last day um about one o'clock I had well, I guess I had over 17, but uh, I had it to like a 260 still in the boat. Another deal, I actually saw a pile I didn't even know was there, saw it on live scope, threw in it just immediately, it loaded up. I set the hook, and it's one of those fish that never moves. I mean, you, you load up on it and you can feel the head shake, but like it never moves an inch your way. And I fought this one probably not as long, but as I got over the top of it, it, it wouldn't even move. Like I could pick up and feel the limb moving, but I couldn't feel the fish. And I, I assumed the fish had come off at that point. And I actually turned the trolling motor on and thumbed my reel and went the troll away and break the line. And when I did, a four-and-a-half pounder comes jumping out of the file. Wow. And we get in the net, and I call up the 19. And I, ultimately, that, that fish won the turn.
1: Wow that's wow. that's and we've all been there where it doesn't go that way, you know and and yes. you, you you break off and uh, you know you tell, tell the story about the one that got away but this was not this was not going to happen to you. you were not going to be denied. Uh, it was that, that was fantastic. Now we were uh, we were talking and and I'm gonna bring in uh, Justin Kimmel to ask a question because you two guys are competitors on the MPFL. Uh, tournament trail and um of course justin's long time been with bash university and Justin, we were talking about like the the brush and and like w- how he was finding these isolate I- I'll, I'll send it to you to to yeah. ask your question
3: yeah hunter man you know again congratulations uh Thank we're you. we're obviously competitors so when i I've always known Hunter's great fisherman, you know, he's he's done a lot around the house, you can see the trophy case behind him, it's not just one trophy sitting there, but, you know, you've got an incredible story, you got, you know, this was an incredible meant to be win, but immediately where my head goes at is how, your strategy, because I read into something, and I'm like, whoa, this is like wizardry stuff here. Like, I, I fish brush piles, and I'm going to assume you got you fish a lot of brush piles too, uh, being in Arkansas. You know, my trip to Arkansas this year, I fished brush piles at Hamilton and the All American, you know, so I'm, I'm sure you're well versed. But you had a strategy that you let out of the bag, and we're going to dive into it, bash you style, because I've got to learn. It's you were quoted as saying in practice. You would find the brush piles that I that I assume you assume everybody else is going to find those major brush piles too. And you started to look on the outskirts. You you it said you the article that I read said you were looking for another 60 to 80 yards or something for smaller stumps. And being it being in the fall, half more than half your field was just complaining about being fishing in the fall, you know, like it was that tough this tournament. And you 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 cut through that and found a way to catch bigger fish. So I really wanna want want you to tell us about this strategy. Like what what were you doing here, and like were you catching bigger bites, you know, or was it just extra bites that you know other guys weren't going to spend the time on?
6: Um, you know, so I, the first day I spent going up the creeks. I'll start with that and got a few bites but gosh that place is like miserable to get around it was low it's just like going through the woods I mean there's stumps everywhere so and I kind of had on my mind I wanted to do the brush pile thing but the first day of practice I spent up the creeks I actually saw a couple piles while I was fishing I caught a keeper out of boat so that kind of solidified man I want to do this brush pile deal so then I narrowed it down to near the ramp where there's not as much timber so I don't have to spend the time trying to well, I feel like a brush pile is better if it doesn't have timber all the way around. It, if it's isolated,
1: mm-hmm.
6: so I got on the flatter stuff. Well, I, I looked at both, but the flatter stuff seemed to have more bites. So I got on the flatter stuff, and I, I would graph, and I had two or three stretches of bank that I had big brush piles down, and um, then I went back with my live scope, and I just and and I'll be honest, I'm a river fisherman, I'm a shallow water guy. Before the the forward facing sonar craze, man, I hated brush piles because I'd roll up. Make three throws, never hit it. And be like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. And I'd leave. But now that I can see them and watch my bait follow them, it's like flipping. Like, I I love to flip. It's just like deep water flipping. You throw up there, watch your bait go in the pile, not seeing the fish, but you can, you know, you can watch your bait. So I went back and I started. I was fishing anyway because I was checking them. And the second day of practice, I shook like 25 bites out of piles. I'm like, man, that's the deal. I'm committed to it. So I would troll, you know, the piles might be 100 yards apart. Well, I would troll with a live scope in between them and look for any piece of wood. And I'd make throws and a lot of times. There wouldn't be a bite. every, every once in a while there would be, but what that gave me was the opportunity to go down a bank, say eight or 900 yards long, whatever, and fish the whole way down. it. I'm not having to idle from pile to pile. I'm not having to troll from pile to pile. There was a few instances where I pick up a buzz bait or a spinner bait and just take off till I got to my next waypoint. I never caught a keeper doing that, but I, I didn't want to just kill time. Um, but it gave me all these little little bitty specific pieces of wood i could throw at i'm sure some guys could see that stuff on the side scan i can't i'm not that good at it it takes to for me to be able to see that little beast bob that's down there um so that that just it, it gave me opportunity to be able to just get on the bank and go instead of hopping and oh, wow. spend more time making more throws in practice i shook some fish doing that it didn't produce just it, it did not actually produce my three biggest fish The two over four and the one over five all came out big piles um but it produced several of those three three and a half pound fish that that kind of made the difference on your average uh and, and matter of fact on day two i had two stumps way like i'd marked them way out off the end of this point and i' i had a hundred piles you know in three days of practice or hundred 100, 100 weight points and so you forget like i try to mark them and, and categorize them but you don't and I saw those stumps. I'm like, man, I, I think those were pretty big stumps that were isolated. And I went out there, and those actually held really quality fish. I could see those on the live scope when I pulled up. But it, it was just, just the ability to be able to just move down the bank and, and fish more pieces of wood as I went.
1: That's that's amazing. I want to I want to jump in. Who We interviewed the winner of Lake Champlain, who was fishing off of his forward-facing sonar. Kyle Hall. Kyle Hall. And – he comes from texas they learned um just what you're saying that the the important or what forward-facing sonar is allowing you to do is to fish in between brush piles or in between rock piles and catching winning fish doing that because most guys are just running and gunning from brush pile to brush pile but folk but that allowing you to find habitat and fish on the in-between places are fish that we've never caught before. Correct. Is that are you yes. are you dialed into that? Yes. Have you used that this year? Hundred percent. Really? Yep. Give me give me an example. Like,
0: uh, so where we were the other day, I did it. But this year, Union Lake. Yep. This year at Pickwick, I was doing it. Right. You know, in between there at Pickwick, I had two different areas. I was doing the same thing. Yep. In practice, I literally was just trolling there up into the next little up there in between I saw him and I fished in between in the tournament because I saw him in practice yeah but I've been doing it now for over a year exactly what he just said it's kind of like a one thing you don't want to get out there thing yeah but obviously he just won a big tournament doing it
1: it's a second one we've we've yes exactly this and, year and there's
0: probably been a handful more that just have not been talked about I'm sure
1: yeah you know right.
3: um it's definitely some I think
0: push. it's a i think it's a sneaky pattern is what it is it's it's the in-betweener I don't know what you want to call it but it's a it's something that there's, there's a population of fish that I, I believe don't set up traditionally as the masses do, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to tell you, and right. what he was doing. I have a, I have a question for you, uh, Hunter. Was there, was there? It, it just seems like it's more of a fall thing, that's why I'm asking this. Was there an actual depth that a lot of the fish seemed to be in as far as population-wise, the fish you were catching? Or were they across ah. the board scattered?
6: Uh, five to 15. Everything I caught was five to 15, which is a big range. That's a big range. Okay. last day I had a one over five out of five feet of water and one over four out of 15 feet of water. So,
0: okay. On, but I never Oh, go ahead on, on Truman was, was the bait basically from that five to 15 or what was kind of like the deal going on there?
6: Yes. There was a lot of bait in that range. And even if you got out deeper, you know, I noticed even if you were in 20 or 30, that, that bait was still in that five to 15 range. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, One thing the reason I asked this is because one thing I have noticed so far with forward facing sonar is it allows you to really dial in the depth range of the fish. A lot of times, because like if there's a big concentration of bait ten feet, your population of bass will be in ten feet. And you know the way things are nowadays, you can just set your graph to go to you know nine to twelve and keep you in that range, and that's kind of where you're focusing most of your time at. That's why I asked that question because in the fall, it seems like it. Once the fall sets in, and they're down south, so it's probably not as dramatic as up here right now, but once that fall sets in, that bait gets to that depth of bass right there with them.
1: Right, right. You know? Well, I love the new uh, I love the new term. In betweeners, yeah, hunters. <laughs> Catching them in betweeners. <laughs> Bonus fish. <laughs> bonus
0: fish yeah, they were definitely bonus fish yeah or sure, 30 30 some thousand dollars worth yeah <laughs> yeah no
3: kidding yeah. hunter i want to ask too about you know your approach you you have applied your shallow you just admitted to being a shallow water river rat right absolutely um, and you you just took your style to forward facing you you didn't try to go be you know dustin connell or patrick walters with a jerk bait and you know the all the other hot forward-facing sonar baits. You you did it with kind of your bread and butter and you set it right there. You just decided you're flipping. It just takes a little bit longer for your bait to get to the bottom. Tell us about the baits because I know you had two different sizes of jigs and one surprised me. and And I want you to talk about the efficiency, especially of that heavier one and how that handled the brush.
6: But talk to us about those baits. So I, I used a five-sixteenths finesse jig and then a three-quarter football. And really, I had a rock pile I had found. And the finesse jig really was primarily on that. Mm. Sorry, did I lose you? My phone's ringing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it happens all the
1: time, Hunter. You're back. You're back. Good job. Well Handled well, just like the there, tournament man. win. You're just handling That's everything. smooth,
6: man. This guy's good. <laughs> 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 um, but the, that one rock pile, it wasn't like – great or anything the first day i think i had three keepers off of it and then maybe two the second day and one the third so but it was it was very easy to be hung so i i I primarily threw the finesse jig on it now the finesse jig is that color that finesse jig is my deal like that is my confidence bait i have rod run reel dedicated to it it's on the deck every time my boat goes in the water. so i had that just kind of a backup but the three-quarter for whatever reason in practice I, I shook some on the finesse. I shook some on a shaky head with a baby brush hog, and then I I got the three quarter out and I cut a hook off of it and I started throwing in and I felt like the bites were
1: quicker. That is efficiency, like you said, J.K. and uh, and and we know that 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 speed in the fall, especially, gets those fish that are hard to trigger, um, making that making that bait rip. Past their face a little bit faster a lot of times trigger strikes we've seen it before it seems like that was an effective uh weapon for you so you you had a a a five sixteenth ounce finesse and a three quarter ounce uh jig what 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 would you say the three quarter ounce dominated your catch
6: i would just because i threw it more yeah the big one last the biggest fish i caught all week i caught on the finesse but i actually was hung with the in five feet with the the uh three-quarter and i went to get it and i looked at the the forward facing and there was a fish that swam through the pile and i stopped the boat i mean i'm almost on top of this i mean it's shallow that is that is i get hung a lot
3: i'm (laughs) sorry so you did just get hung a lot because i was about to say what three-quarter ounce jig is just coming through all this brush but Man. you just had a bunch of jigs.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, and I've actually got these. 50 a day. <laughs> I don't
6: know if you can see them. I can show you these two jigs. But, yeah, I re spool my two jig rods every night because I'd use a whole spool of line tie ty- retine day. But that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I,
1: I see. I, I, I'm visualizing a new business, you know, like the guys that go collect golf balls uh, the, from the golf <laughs> course ponds. You know, out of Truman, you go to the brush piles, you can you stock a store full of jigs, it sounds like.
6: Man, my boat was probably five mile an hour faster by the end
1: of it than the jigs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so that's so awesome. Um this hey,
3: this brings up another point. I'm sorry to butt in, but Pete and Hunter, the patience. Because I've talked to some other I've talked to some bash U TV subscribers that finished in the top ten. Everybody was complaining about being at Truman in September. Everybody was complaining about how tough it was. Dude, No, and there are not very many people, and I fish brush piles a ton, that are willing to keep at it, going through as many jigs as you did. The patience that your game plan took, took, I mean, it takes a special person, dude. And obviously, you are that special person this week. So, props to the patience.
1: I appreciate it. Patience is key, and uh, especially that time of year. But I, I want to uh, send it over to Jocelyn. I know we've got a lot of people watching at Bash U, and uh, they've got some questions for you, Hunter.
4: We sure do. Um, CJ would like to know, Hunter, did you fish the edges of the piles first, or did you go straight in on your first Great cast?
1: Great question. Go for the hero cast, or did you work your way in? Hero cast, right? Almost on the first throw. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, it th- that's the the strategy. You yeah, go you whatever. go right in with that heavy jig and look for that reaction strike right out of the gate.
6: I I, I never did, other than that one five-pounder, like I, I never saw the fish. You'd see some crappie, but I never could see the fish, so I didn't ever think they were around the edges. I felt like, and I mean, I was fishing in the same, I don't know about the, the same area. I think some of the same piles as... A couple of top ten, rank Rankemeyer, the one that led going into the third day. I, I know I was around him some. I was around Casey Scanlon some. So, I don't know if that helped just going right in the middle. But, I, man, two throws. Two throws in a pile, and I would move on because it was either going to happen or not. Like, almost always on your first throw.
1: Yeah. Man, that is efficiency right there. That definitely keeps you moving. Yes, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, what, what else you got, Josh?
4: Stefan would like to know: Do you target the population of fish that you are doing something different in every tournament? Do I? So, do you target the population of fish that are doing something different than during like every tournament?
1: Looking for um, lo- looking for that that pattern that is us. off the beaten path. What's that? in-betweeners. The in-betweeners.
6: I spend way, way too much time in practice on tournaments. A lot of times looking for something to get away from the boats and fish for fish that hadn't been fished for. Most of the time it doesn't work, and you end up doing what everybody <laughs> else is doing. I agree. But, but you know, and then you do it with less practice because you've spent forever looking for something different. Matt, in Florida last year, gosh, I, I don't know how far, which I'm an Arkansas River, just backwaters and – we got to Florida and I idled like I spent three quarters of my practice looking for a group of fish that nobody had found. And all I did was waste a bunch of gas, but that's, that's how I practice a lot of times. You kind of know to me, generally, you know what that, that prominent pattern will be. Mm -hmm. So you can look for something different. If it doesn't work, you just have to kind of figure it out during the tournament.
1: I I have a a phrase. Sometimes you got to just fish where the fish are at. And uh, that means you're fishing around the other competitors too. Uh, we just uh, the the chesapeake uh, uh, underwater scuba tournament I just fished in <laughs> we all we all were fishing close around brush piles and uh, it's it's odd you were fishing close to the launch ramp around brush piles too uh, I want you know I wonder if that's a survival tactic to win tournaments this time of year so question about that on Truman is that
0: the main ramp that most of the tournaments go out of where you guys went out of?
1: That's not
6: where we went out of, but I think a lot of tournaments go out of that ramp. And I'm a big believer in in release fish, especially tough fisheries. Arkansas, I love Arkansas depth. I wouldn't live anywhere else, but it's one of the toughest states I've ever been to to catch a fish or keep a fish. And, you know, release fish play a big role, and I I try to use that. always look for, you know, the the main release areas at places because – Man, there's one thing about a release fish. It's going to be a keeper. There's no way around it. If it was weighed
1: <laughs> in, it's a keeper. And, and it's a biter. It's yeah. a keeper and guess, it's a right. biter. They all, it they, they all weigh the same. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Two great two great attributes uh, 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 <laughs> of a fish we want to see. Jocelyn? <laughs> would-
4: um, Tuck would like to know, Hunter, do you finesse? Like finesse. <laughs>
1: I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> love
6: it. I, so uh when i joined the mpfl last year we were going north and oh here comes another call you're good dude. yeah you, you too yeah. popular hunter
1: you're just too popular
6: <laughs> um last year signed up for the mpfl was going north i'd never been north and the only spinner rod i owned was a cropping rod so i had
1: to go buy a couple of spinner rods for the northern swing but i try to avoid it at all costs <laughs> if i can hey back back to that three quarter ounce jig. i don't know if you discussed it what what kind of line because you had to bully some of those fish out were you yeah what's your diameter and fluorocarbon what, what are you throwing it's just 17 fluoro okay 17 flora was breaking them limbs and bringing them four and a half pounders out of there that's pretty awesome
6: yeah I man i, I started to go up and i, I really like 17 for dragon i flipped 25 but you know just for dragon I'd, I'd rather have 17 it's a little
1: more limber and I,
6: I've never
1: had any problems with it. So I never went up there. There you that go. Works. There you go. Well, that's uh man. It's a great win, a great strategy. And, uh, and, and this is a huge win. And, and Hunter, I, I just want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about this because this, to I guess the whole world, uh, you know, just listening to your interview might not know that, Man, you you're you've overcome more obstacles than any any other fisherman on the planet virtually and to to just be able to fish to be able to compete but actually win. Uh man, oh man, it's it's an amazing accomplishment. I I think you're a hero uh to many, many people watching this. Well, I
6: appreciate that very much.
1: <sighs> These people.
6: Okay, <laughs> I'm back. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um, Yeah, man, you know, I had bacterial meningitis at nine months old. I lost both legs below the knees. I lost all my fingers on my left hand. I've got partial fingers on my right hand. I am in a wheelchair. Uh, I'm able to walk on my knees. I don't use a chair in the boat or anything. I get around pretty good. I just say I'm shorter than everybody else. But, (laughs) you know, um, growing up, I didn't know any other way. Like I don't remember before I was sick, obviously, at that age. And so I, I didn't know any different. So I just, you learned how to do something one way and I learned how to do it another. I'm very competitive. Like I'll burn $200 of gas to win $50 in a tournament. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it You uh, would do
2: great on the Delaware River, man. Yeah, like <laughs> You'd be right there with us.
6: <laughs> so, you know, I, the tournaments fit my style. Uh, my family was a crappie fishing, you know, meat fisherman family. Grew up fishing my whole life, hunting my whole life. Somewhere in my early teens, I got into tournament fishing a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool. Then eventually made some money doing it, and I thought that was really cool. And, you know, I, I played – I wore artificial legs for a little while. I played basketball and soccer through school. The legs weren't for me. They hurt. I wasn't stable. I wasn't competitive playing those sports. So but I felt like I could be competitive in a boat. So I pursued that as I graduated, started more in the the Bass Weekend Series uh, at the time, and then the the BFLs. Uh, Fished a couple of ever starts, got my teeth kicked in. But, you know, just slowly built and and tried to to just see what I could do. And then at some point, there's a circuit here in Arkansas called Mr. Bass of Arkansas. It's similar to a BFL. It's – i by far the toughest tournament to win in the state of Arkansas. It's an individual deal. Won one of those about five or six years ago and, and really thought, man, I might be able to make a career out of this. The NBFL has given me an opportunity the last couple of years to make a name. Uh, the first time I fished with the NBFL, I actually, they put a camera in my boat the first day. I was a nervous wreck. And I caught him. I caught him really good. I was in eighth after day one. Got the camera again, caught him again. And uh, the world learned a little bit who Hunter was then little bit the last day, finished in the 20s but but you know i've wanted to make this a career for a long time i feel like i'm finally getting some traction in the last few years with it and it's uh it's just man I love it i love everything about it i was i did another little interview for the paper earlier today and i was telling uh i guess two years ago i fished 69 tournaments like i just love tournaments i'm gonna go fish PFL. when i come home i may fish toyota i may fish a 25 dollars team tournament but i'm going i mean i'm gonna fish for I hunt in the winter, but for you know about nine months, I'm going to fish a tournament at least once a week somewhere.
1: That's also awesome. you. You have it just like the the rest of us. It's in your blood, yep. and uh, and you you found a way to to enjoy it. Be be competitive, man, and I that's it's it's and so win. Im- and win and win. It's so impressive. Do do you like what modifications are there? Do you have any modifications on your boat to like operate your trolling motor or operate the outboard? No,
6: I don't. Obviously, I don't have a hot foot, Um, you know, a hand throttle for the outboard. On the trolling motor, I keep a plate down there so the the, uh, pedal is not recessed. And what I do with keep that pedal level with the deck, like old school. And I use my knee and I actually put it under the the back of the pedal and I can push up on it to go right. And I push down on it to go left. Um, When the Ultrex, I, I run Ultrex, it just fits me better. But when it came out, it's got the constant button down there on the back, the corner of it, which works well for me. I use that button like you'd use the button on top of the pedal. You know,
1: I just, with my knee, I'll hit the constant button. Uh, and
6: I'll run yeah. the trolling motor and hit it again when I'm on golf.
1: Yeah, that well, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, now the um rods and reels, like, uh I mean, like, I, I teach guys, like, you know, if you're long and thin like uh, KVD, you might want to mimic his hook-setting style and use gear that he uses. If you're if you're short and long, shorter arms, you you know you kind of want to buy and use the gear of guys like that. How how have how have you had to modify? I mean, are are you able to get those power hook sets? What have you been able to do to modify your you know physically to just really be able to drive that hook?
6: Uh, i've got a pretty good hook set i've got good upper body strength i'm lacking the the whole body movement sometimes on the hook set because i'm not standing you know i'm sitting on a butt seat mm-hmm. uh but i i like a little bit heavier rod probably my my cousin my partner that fishes with me around here when he flips with my rods he likes to break fish off because you know i keep a pretty heavy rod but um yeah. you know like the, those fish i use a denali rod and those fish in the uh, in the piles, I was throwing a, a seven eight extra heavy. It's got a good tip on it, but it was able to you know power them back out and have a good hook set. But I, I like you know over seven feet helps. A little short rods don't have a lot to it.
1: I got you. Well, it's it's. Uh, I saw so I saw you bowed up on some of those <laughs> some of those images on uh, on the website. Man, it, it looked like you weren't having any trouble at all keeping pressure on those fish. No, not at all. Man, well, it's uh, for guys that you know. Uh, do you have any uh, advice or words or, for guys that you know might want to try this sport that are de- dealing with some things like you've dealt with? Uh, you know, because I mean, you're a hero to people. watching you're 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 my hero to watch you excel like this. Um, what, what what can you say to other guys that might be having some difficulties about you know getting in the fishing game?
6: Man everybody is so different you've just got to figure it out you know I, I have guys ask me how i get my boat and i never really think about it because i just step on the fender and jump in but you know if somebody else in a chair that's paralyzed or whatever can't just jump in but everybody you can figure out your way you have to you have to kind of figure it out yourself but just don't give up and it's boring sitting at the house obviously so you know figure out a way to do it because you can do it one way or the other you can do it it may take more work but it's it's like anything else. You know, I, I do some uh, – I speak to different groups and stuff, and I spoke to some football teams. It's like, how bad do you want it, you know? Right. Do you want it bad enough to be practicing when the team's not practicing? Or do you want just bad enough to go to practice every once in a while? Because if you're just halfway, you're not going to be the guy starting the show.
1: But if you want it, you can be the guy. Great advice for, for anybody. Serious uh, stuff right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's powerful and yeah. it's inspirational. Got to keep that
2: kind of – mentality in mind like when stuff goes wrong on the water like even just like equipment like, wise, like, like when you fall in like yeah live like, on fall in live, live on fs1 <laughs> you know what i mean on a on a saturday morning where there's a lot of people watching <laughs> no but i mean like stuff like so like in a day say where your trolling motor cord breaks right yeah. or, or like that happened to you and yeah. or your steering cables break
1: oh, yeah. or your
2: uh or your your steering sensor in a trolling motor or just one of the other million things that can go wrong like in in a tournament day like how bad do you want it right like are you out there are you on the water do you have fishing rods in the boat with you are you around fish right the answers to all those things are yes so it comes back to how bad do you really want how it bad do you want and it. how how are you gonna adjust right like pete you told me something i think it was it was two years ago two or three years ago when i just about ripped the motor off my boat you're like well this is your new normal for a few (laughs) weeks like (laughs) this is your new normal you got to adjust to it and you know if you want it bad enough and you you really you know think about okay this is my new scenario you just you, you make those adjustments and you keep fishing but it's uh you know keeping things in perspective when when you see something like hunter what you've accomplished it really should make us all not, you know, resort to making excuses about certain things, right? Because we have all the tools necessary. As long as we're on the water, as long as we got a rod and reel, you know, you can still make it happen if you want it
1: bad enough. So, as as Hunter sure. as Hunter has proved, yeah, yeah. Yep. And the you know, it's like it's funny. You say I I picked a new line that I'm using uh, from like the Apollo 13 movie where. <laughs> where you know everything went they're running out of oxygen they're circ they got no heat their circ everything's broken down and and it's like status is like all right what is working <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. what <laughs> and and it, and that's man that's fishing yeah. right yeah. it's like always you know you're gonna you're gonna fry a circuit you know blow a fuse you're gonna you know break your trolling motor shaft yeah. or rip your lower unit off uh it's just a necessary part of of competing but you have to try to overcome those obstacles so you can concentrate on what is working right, right. hunter right
6: <laughs> that's right man y'all know this fishing isn't a glamorous thing at all i mean i rolled out of the tournament won the tournament went straight to the gas station put air in my tire because it was flat and i wanted to go home i mean it's just you know it's it's yeah, it, especially, there, there's so many things you can do in life, especially this fishing deal. If you're going to make it work, it's it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I mean, I figured out how to do a lot of things, but gosh, I mean, it's not an easy deal. And if you you see so many guys burn out or think they want it till they get in the middle of it and they don't want it, you know, and it takes a very select few that want it to be able to do
1: this full time. Well, it's, it's impressive what you're doing, and uh, you're going toe-to-toe with our Justin Kimmel over there in the MPFL. Who's going to win the Angler of the Year race between you two guys this year? <laughs> Probably not me. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I, I feel like Hunter's got me a few times. I might have got him this last time on Erie, but I, th- I think I, – I don't know where you're at. I honestly looked the other day and I'm in 25th. I think Hunter's really not
6: – far off if he's in front he might be in front no I think uh, I actually think I'm in the 40s I'm just consistent enough to be like the only guy in the top 60 hadn't made a check like I have not cut a check. I don't know what my deal get is out. dude I'm not and I did that I was telling somebody I did that in the BFL one year I finished like 10th in the points and never cut a check I mean it's just like I've got really good consistency I don't have bombs it just needs to be a little bit higher of consistency. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, you 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 got a reason to have, to be a, in a lot better mood about that. Um, I've been there before. I, I think I finished like 16th in the standings one year in the BFLs, and never cut a check that year. <laughs> yeah.
6: it's it's like wow, I had a really good year, just like almost a really really good year. You know, it's like <laughs> you feel like you fish good tournaments and you're a spot out every time.
1: Mm, man. W- well, it's we're we're going to be watching it close, Hunter. I I. I see you're active on social, and uh, if people want to follow the the rest of your tournament season, how can they do that?
6: Man, Hunter Bogman Fishing, across all socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And I try to hashtag Hunter Fishes under everything, so you could probably just look up Hunter Fishes and find whatever you want to find.
1: Awesome. Say your last name, because I think I've been saying it wrong, Hunter. (laughs) Bogman. Bogman. Uh yes yes sir. my bad pete yes we they
4: all you. have been saying a bad yes <laughs> i'm blaming
2: i'm blaming luke duncan because he was i was going off of how he pronounced it on mpfl so come on luke, <laughs> <laughs> luke on
0: everything
6: that's
1: all right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well that's it, that's been amazing so so what is next for you are you you have a few mpfls left uh what what's what's the next derby
6: I've got a team championship on Bull Shoals, North Arkansas, and then we've got NPFL in Florida in November. And I've got another daughter that will be here November 21st. What? So oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Nice I you I, I'll make it quick. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard um, or have ever heard the story, but last year, my daughter, my wife went into labor during national anthem the first morning in Florida of the NPFL. And I got on, I fished for like an hour to like get a <laughs> Flew home. She had the baby the next morning. I got on a plane, flew back, and fished the last day of the tournament. And, man, she's gonna, she's due like two weeks after we're going to be in Florida this time. So, I'm going for a repeat. <laughs> uh, uh, we,
1: we're going to have to discuss your wife's schedule. You got to get this dialed in. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe she's doing it on purpose. She just misses her man. That's what it is. <laughs> she wants him home. Well, well, congratulations on the 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 one about to be, and uh kind of welcoming welcoming a new one into the world. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I saw images of you with your little one. Uh, it's it's just it's great to see. It. You're an inspiration. To all congratulations on a great win, and thank you so much for being with us today. Hey,
6: thank you all so much. I really appreciate it.
1: The champ. Hunter Bogman, yes. the Toyota Series champ. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. What a, what what an incredible win, man! And uh, that was
0: my favorite interview in the last three years. Yeah, Seriously. yeah, was awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, he he is awesome. Yeah. Just you know, yeah. full, full. You know what I forgot to ask him is if he can tie the FG knot. because I can't tie that <laughs> freaking thing, and I'm gonna be mad if he if He'd he's figured out it. how to do it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> That was uh, that was awesome. That's real really cool stuff. Oh, we're gonna take a quick break.
2: Yeah, we can we can take a quick break and then we'll
1: we come, come back and we got a great pros panel. Yeah, with with Justin Kimmel, we're gonna be talking with a uh, talking about fall fishing patterns and uh, can't wait to to dive in there. So we're gonna take a quick break. If you're watching on Facebook, like us and share us, and we got a prize for you as well as we're gonna have a great. Uh, A grand prize on something that Hunter talked about today. So uh, if you're paying attention, make sure to tune in for that. We'll be right back after this. Bassboatforsale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure, so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. Bassboatforsale.com. Check it out.
6: AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun.
1: Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's made right here in North Carolina in the USA.
6: Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From
5: the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruise Wormen series, the counterbalancing in the handle.
5: It's the only
6: rod I found that can withstand my hooks set. Boom goes the dynamite.
5: On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other they can navigate your boat automatically They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires, and they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.